In the name of Jesus, amen. She glanced at the words before her again. Jesus somo conforto, tu se tuto el mio amore, el mio beato porto, e santo redentore. With Italian blood flowing through her veins, the Irish blood Lady Jane Wilde picked up her pen and turned into the poetry of hymnody the words, Jesus, refuge of the weary, blessed redeemer whom we love, fountain in life's desert dreary, savior from the world above. And in life's desert dreary is where Lent begins for you, with the black dust and ashes of death reminding you of your mortality where the weary wilderness of this life lies before you, the place where temptation lives and flourishes, where by your wanderings you find yourself absent from the fountain of forgiveness, which flows from Jesus, the Savior from the world above. But Jesus goes into the wilderness to begin on your behalf the battle with Satan, to begin in the dust of the desert, to loose your dry but seemingly unbreakable chains of sin. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. With Jesus' hair still wet and his clothes still damp from the Jordan River's water, Jesus is in the desert. St. Mark instructs us with these words. The Spirit immediately drove him into the wilderness. Mark gives us a sense of urgency that Jesus really needs to be in the wilderness in order to be tempted by Satan. St. Matthew gives us more perspective. The fasting of Jesus went on for 40 days and 40 nights. But St. Mark tells us that the temptations went on that long, too. Forty days of fasting along with forty days of temptation. Who of you could survive that? Rare may it be that you or I can even withstand forty minutes of fasting or temptation, let alone forty days. Praise God that Jesus did it for you. We've learned from the very beginning of Jesus' ordeal that baptism and temptation go together. Such is your life as a Christian. When the word and the water draws a person into the body of Christ, Satan wants nothing more than for that heavenly, eternal relationship to become hellish and eternal with him, not a life with Jesus. The life of the worded people of God, the life of the baptized people of God, is one of temptation. Why is this? Is there any comfort to be found in the fact that you are tempted? Yes, there is. And the comfort is this. You may have comforted your temptation because you have something precious. Satan would like nothing more than to destroy you and everything you have. 
You are worth tempting because you are the father's child, his son, his daughter. You have the gift of faith. Does that make sense to you? Do not despair that you are being tempted. Rejoice, because it means you have faith, the precious saving gift of faith. If you didn't, Satan wouldn't care. He wouldn't need to. You would already be his. Why work on those you already have? Better to work on those you don't. Satan's plan is simple, but you and I well know that the plan is oftentimes a straight-in-your-face assault. Sometimes Satan is sly and sneaks up behind you. But the reality is this. Satan wants you, and he wants you in a very bad way. How bad? We read on. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus was hungry. Are we to assume that Jesus was hungry for food? After not eating for 40 days and 40 nights, so we would think. That's what Satan thought. And the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. Surely Jesus is man, entirely, completely so. As a man, Jesus had to have been hungry, and that's no sin. But Satan tried to make it one. He tried to get Jesus to fall by getting Jesus to use his divine power and to make rocks into five-grain, whole-wheat, stone-ground bread. We find out from Jesus that, yes, he is quite aware of his earthly need for bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. And yet there is so much more than bread, for Jesus surprises Satan and reminds you as God's people that you also live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So when the whole food thing doesn't work for Jesus, or I'm sorry, when the whole food thing doesn't work for Satan, he tries something else. Satan always tries something else, doesn't he? Satan again attacks Jesus' humanity and divinity. Then the devil took Jesus to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to Jesus, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you. And on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Instead of hearing satanic whisperings, which lead us to great shame and vice, we need to be in the place where the confession of sins lays bare what we have done and where the words of Jesus forgive our sins. We want to be where Jesus is. Jesus could have jumped from the temple's top and been caught by the net of the angels. What a way to get the attention of those who would not follow him, of those who would not believe in your Lord unless he did something big. And yet Jesus responds with his word, and he counters Satan again. We want, to need, we want to be and need to be where Satan's death-defeating flesh 
in blood, where Jesus, Satan defeating flesh and blood, are fed to our weak flesh and blood. The devil took Jesus to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. You already know what Jesus told Pontius Pilate, that the kingdom of this world was not an interesting thing to him. Though Jesus rules the entire universe, he was not interested in the satanic gift of this world. It is the world that Jesus desires to die for. That final day of the 40 days, Satan went tempting up the wrong tree. In fact, the only tree he wanted to deal with was the one that he was to die on. For it is there that the king crowned with thorns Jesus defeats Satan once and for all. But until that time, the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. So this means temptation comes with danger and incredible risk. Temptation is not child's play. Satan wants you dead, eternally dead, and he will gently cut and chip away at your faith inch by inch, slice by slice, mustard seed size by mustard seed size. Satan wants nothing more, nothing more than to dry up the water of your baptism, to make you deaf to Christ's words of hope and forgiveness, to wire shut your mouth so Jesus' forgiving body and blood does not pass your lips ever again. Ultimately, all would be lost if, if that is, if it were not for the Lord Jesus, your Lord Jesus, who knows Satan well and battled with him in the wilderness and resisted him for 40 days. So what does Jesus do for you? Because of the death and resurrection of Jesus, which is yours through the word of God, which is yours because of your baptism, because of the forgiveness of your sins, the devil must leave you. In spite of all his warring against you, in spite of his snarling and his roaring, his smooth talking and enticing, Satan must leave you because of Jesus. You do not belong to Satan. You belong to Jesus. Satan has no claim on you. Jesus does, because of his love shown for you on his cross. Satan did not die for you. He wants you dead, entirely dead. But Jesus did die for you. He, Jesus, has made you eternally alive. And that makes all the difference in the world, that no one protects you and no one loves you like Jesus does. There is a refrain from today's hymn which is left untranslated. O gran bonta dolce piatta, felice quel che teco unito sta. O great goodness, O sweet mercy, happy are we that thou hast joined us to thee. 
Happy are we that you once tempted Jesus have joined yourself to us, even in the dreary desert of this life. O oh, great goodness, refresh us. O oh, sweet mercy, sustain us. O oh, Jesus, keep us alive in you. Yes, happy are we. Happy are we. Amen. And the peace of God which surpasses our understanding, may that peace keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.